Chapter 16 to 17 of Tristram Shandy, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are written in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Varen The Life and Opinions of Tristram Shandy, Gentleman, Volume 1, by Lawrence Stern. Chapter 16 to 17. Chapter 16. My father, as anybody may naturally imagine, came down with my mother into a country in but a pettish kind of a humour. The first twenty or five and twenty miles he did nothing at all but fret and tease himself, and indeed my brother too, about the cursed expense, which he said might every shilling of it have been saved. Then what vexed him more than everything else was the provoking time of the year, which, as I told you, was toward the end of September, when his wall fruit and green gauges especially, in which he was very curious, were just ready for pulling. Had he been whistled up to London upon a Tom Fool's errand in any other month of the whole year, he should not have said three words about it. For next two whole stages, no subject would go down, but the heavy blow he had sustained from the loss of his son, whom it seems he had fully reckoned upon his mind, and registered down in his pocket book as a second star for his old age, in case Bobby should fail him. The disappointment of this, he said, was ten times more to a wise man than all the money which the journey, etc., had cost him, put together, brought the hundred and twenty pounds, he did not mind it a rush. From Stilton, all the way to Grantham, nothing in the whole affair provoked him so much as the condolences of his friends, and the foolish figure they should both make at the church, the first Sunday, of which, in the satirical vehemence of his wit, now sharpened a little by vexation, he would give so many humorous and provoking inscriptions, and place his rib, and self into any tormenting lights and attitudes in the face of the whole congregation, that my mother declared, these two stages were so truly tragicomical that she did nothing but laugh and cry and breath from one end to the other of them all the way from grantham till they had crossed the trent my father was out of all kinds of patience at the vile trick and imposition which he fancied my mother had put upon him in this affair certainly he would say to himself over and over again the woman could not be deceived herself if she could what weakness tormenting word which let his imagination only dance, and before, all was over, played the deuce, and all with him, for sure as ever the word weakness was uttered, and struck full upon his brain, so as it set him upon running divisions, upon how many kinds of weaknesses there were, that there was such a thing as weakness of body, as well as weakness of mind, and then he would do nothing but surgise within himself for a stage of two together, how far the cause of all these vexations might, or might not have arisen out of himself. In short, he had so many little subjects of disquietude springing out of this one fair, all fretting successively in his mind as they rose up in it. Then my mother, whatever was her journey up, had but an uneasy journey of it down. In a word, as she complained to my uncle Toby, who would have tired out the patience of any flesh alive. Chapter 17 Though my father travelled homewards, as I tell you, in none of the best of moods, shoring and pushing all the way down yet he had the complacence to keep the worst part of the story still to himself which was the resolution he had taken of doing himself the justice which my uncle toby's clause in the marriage settlement empowered him nor was it till the very night in which i was forgot which was thirteen months after that she had the least intimation of his design when my father happening as you remember to be a little chagrined and out of temper to occasion as they lay chatting gravely in bed afterwards talking over what was to come 
to let her know that she must accommodate herself as well as she could to the bargain made between them in their marriage seat which was to lie in of her next child in the country to balance the last year's journey my father was a gentleman of many virtues but he had a strong spice of that in his temper which might or might not add to the number tis known by the name of perseverance in a good cause and of obstinacy in a bad one of this my mother had so much knowledge that she knew it was to no purpose to make any remonstrance so she resolved to sit down quietly and make the most of it End of chapter 16-17